I left my profession as a lawyer because of all these small things going on, like in an office and competition. And it was just basically the same thing happening in the spiritual world, you know, but in the end of the day, my spiritual guides, the angels especially, and the medicine, of course, you know, the spirit of Mother Ayahuasca has always told me that everything happens for a reason, you know, so shifting, you know, that things that I call bad experiences, sad things that has happened in my life has brought me back again to my heart and make my heart more big and more loving. That I think is what has helped me to don't lose the childish energy that I love to have because I believe it's very important in our healing, not to add like a child, but to have that, you know, that innocence, that uh, purity in the heart of believing that we can really make a difference in the world and that everybody can do it and that we can do it together, you know, if we live each other, if we believe in each other, that we can make the change happen. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Psychedelic Conversations. We have today Nesha Silva, a facilitator, plant medicine, um, kranderita, and spiritual guide, plant medicine shaman from the Peruvian Amazon. Uh, this is her third time. She's a returning guest, and I've been really looking forward to catching up and having this conversation for a while. So welcome, Nesha. So good to have you. Oh, thank you so much, Susanna. I'm very happy to be back too, especially in the right times again. <laughs> yes, Love. this is yeah, this is a wonderful time to connect. And I know you have a lot of observations. I can't wait to dive in. Um, before we do that, um, tell us a little bit about you, just in case some of our listeners are new to you and they haven't watched your previous conversations with me. So just the background of what bring you to this medicine or this space to this path i was brought by the invitation of an angel i work with ayahuasca and a spiritual guide so for me it was a very big uh, revelation and invitation and also a spiritual calling then an angel you know reach out without any medicine during a meditation that i invited to travel the world and do the work that i have been doing and now back in peru very happy also to be here and preparing, you know, for the new times that we are going to speak, you know, in a while. Yeah, yeah, that's wonderful. You know, when you say uh, it was invitation from an angel, I'm sure a lot of our listeners are thinking, what do you mean by an angel? Um, and how do you trust that? Was it like a voice? Was it like a command? Was it like an external voice or is it internal feeling or some insight? And how do you trust that, right? Oh, very good question, Susan. There is, you know, a lot of uh, people that they say they communicate with the spirits. You know, they, you know, they say the spirit told me or ayahuasca told me. So it's it's not an easy, uh, how to say, thing to know. But when there is the presence of the divine, you know, when the divine come, it is very much. Uh, Sure, that is that divine really coming through, you know. There is no doubt, there is just this feeling of um, light, wisdom, uh, safety, peace, even, you know, like, you know, becoming whole with everything. And this was my first time. And many times, you know, when I share, because people that normally are involved with uh, plant medicine or psychedelics, uh, this is something that you don't hear very often. But for me, the angels has been encountering me also in ceremonies, outside ceremonies, beginning with this first invitation that was made by Archangel Raphael. And it was like a conversation, you know, you read in the Bible, like you hear a voice and it was like this. I hear a voice. And after I lift up my candle, I have a, a practice where I pray. I was praying actually to the angels, even when I never have encountered. 
uh, I was praying to them and, you know, to, to the divine. And this happened. This happened in a very important moment in my life where I was looking for guidance and what was the next step for me. I was going through a big transformation and decisions of, you know, living an unhealthy marriage and moving on from many beliefs and building up a new life. And when this angel, you know, spoke, um, it was just clear. I asked also for proofs, you know, like I say, like, because, you know, any spirit can speak. And even when it feels all so good, I ask, like, who you are. And I need a little bit more evidence, you know. And he said he's the Archangel Raphael. And the day, it was the day that we were celebrating, like here, humans, we were celebrating on Earth, the day of the Archangel Raphael. And later I checked and it was true. You know, that was, uh, I don't remember now clearly, somewhere in September or August. Um, and then after that, many miracles started to, to happen in my life. Like I shared before with you, like these um, people from the Angel organization that I heard about reached out to me from nowhere. You know, we were not in contact on Facebook, nothing, but they had me. And that's how it began my journey of the last nine years traveling around. Mm, that's wonderful. Thank you for sharing that because this uh, this kind of uh, concepts and uh, conversations can be not received very well, especially some people who come from a, a religious upbringing. They had a negative, almost controlling experience, or a, or a, you know, um, not so fulfilling experience with the re- religious uh, upbringing and uh, prayer. You say prayer, for example, and uh, also. Um, what I what I like about your story is there is a lightness in there because you as a character, as a person, you have also a very lightness in your spirit. And uh and I, I also know that your story background coming from a being a lawyer, because you studied to become a lawyer in in Peru, right? In your country before all this medicine work began. And it's so typical of you to ask. I need more evidence. Just don't just invite me. Give me evidence who you are yes. so I can trust it. I think this there is a lightness and there's a humor in there that um, also I believe is missing in some of these invocations and in, in, in our experience coming into the spiritual work. Uh, I think you, you do that really well. In that oh, thank way. you, Suzanne. And also, uh, like you said, uh, I guess the trust comes from when you know you know because it just feels so different. And it feels safe and it feels like you're being guided beyond your own mind. And there is something like an intervention. There is something beyond you is happening. So You know, so, many, yeah. many spiritual circles and people uh, lack of, they speak about being open mind, but they lack, lack of it a lot, you know. And we need to have that and faith and trust, I think, in, in all the spiritual ways that yeah. are out there you know yeah so i just want to share like a personal experience of me encountering you when you were just in your late 20s i think when i met you now it's been a quite a time and um i remember uh coming to your retreat expecting some really elderly uh, older person like sage like older you know shaman or someone who's going to facilitate <laughs> And then they introduced me to you and they said, this is our shaman. I was like, get out of here. You're kidding me. Uh, She looks like a teenager. Like, how is she going to do this? And that was for me also uh, revealed a lot of my expectation and a lot of my um, uh, not being informed uh, in, you know, I brought a lot of my own expectation now bringing into the, you know, uh, experience. And then there was always this lightness in you the whole time, almost triggering. Like, how could you, you know, in, you know, in the uh, shadow work, you know, let's say, generally speaking, a lot of people want to do shadow work. They want to slay their demons. They want to um, confront uh, the unconscious stuff, the trauma and everything. And in the Western model, we see this as a very dark work. Like it has to be very dark, very sad, very disorienting, which is generally speaking, it can be. But what I experienced with you, it was very clear. Like, no, it doesn't have to be. You can still bring humor. 
and joy and lightness into this work. So that was very different. And that's your unique gift, I must say, that changed my perspective forever in the way that I see shadow work. So thanks. To oh, you. thank you, Susan. You know, Susan, that was one of my questions to the angel when say, like, look, how people is going to come to my ceremonies when I am young? You know, because you're right, it was when I was around 26 when this happened. And they told me nobody has a beginning, all and wise. Everybody has a beginning, and this is your beginning. And this was a, an amazing answer that I carried till this day, you know, that, okay, this can come from my mind, you know. This is a, a, a wisdom that, yes, it's true. You know, we all have a beginning, and if we honor each state where we are, in the end, you know, we, we are the that result of each step that we take. You know, I'm very happy that I took that that step. And like you say, life is hard if we want to make it hard or we want to take it, you know, humor with the humor and, the, and seeing the funny and bright side, then it's much easier. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I always speak about, you know, my, my, my personal experience, my foundational work with you in the beginning of me exploring the medicine work. And uh, I still tell this story that um, I've never, I've never experienced like doing such deep work, like trauma work or deep, deep self-work in an environment where there were so many jokes and joy and lots of uh, lightness in it that was brought by. And because primarily because of you, because you somehow kept that childlike spirit. And um, if anyone, you know, into the plant medicine really deeply, they understand that the real work is get back to the childlike spirit, essentially. And and somehow you had this to begin with. And, and over the years, I watched you and you kept this. How is that possible for you? Like, how, was that hard? Was there a time where you wasn't so light and more sort of uh, lo losing hope, let's say, and, and really kind of being uh, sucked into the, the, the general rhetoric of like, oh, it's, it's shadow work. We must all be serious and we must all suffer in the process. Yeah, it's been moments when my beliefs, you know, for my practice, not for the divine this, but for my practice uh, as a shaman, you know, as an ayahuasca shaman, has been uh, like put on the table because of the many encounters that I have, you know, with the, with people that are also like, well, they claim that they are shamans, and that has made me question, you know, a lot. Like this is the circle I want to belong, you know, because of the integrity and the morality and how things has been uh, developed many times. Like I left my profession as a lawyer because of all these small things going on, like in an office and competition. And it was just basically the same thing happening in the spiritual world, you know, but in the end of the day, the my spiritual guides, the angels especially, and the medicine, of course, you know, the spirit of Mother Ayahuasca has always um, told me that everything happens for a reason and when I able to go into a higher perspective when I able to transcend you know this nature that I am and I can connect with my spirit that I can see the the bigger picture and the purpose behind each encounter that I have you know so today for example I was coming to you to talk and I have this uh, insights like how I'm going to write a book and the chapter where I speak about my frenemies you know and I will call them, I will call this chapter my teachers, actually. You know, so shifting, you know, that things that I call bad experiences, sad things that has happened in my life has brought me back again to my heart and, and make my heart more big and more loving. And that I think is what has helped me to don't lose, you know, the, the childish energy that I love to have because I believe it's very important in our healing not not to add like a child but to have that you know that innocence that uh, purity in the heart of believing that we can really make a difference in the world and that everybody can do it and that we can do it together you know if we live each other if we believe in each other that we can make the change happen 
So for, for I think for a healer, you know, the path of a healer, uh, to maintain our life together, our heart, you know, I don't know, bigger and loving, it, it is important to know that everything in life happens for a reason. And it is through sometimes difficult situations that we grow the most, you know. So now I'm really thankful for all the things that before I cry a lot because I didn't understood and through all these years and I am able to, to see back, you know, and to say like, wow, those were the things that make me the person that I am right now, you know, that, that I can really say truly that if you trust, if you uh, find your purpose and if you have faith, you know, and you go with it, that everything will be okay. Like I have been proof over and over. And I know every time something is difficult now, I'm grateful because something good is going to happen after, you know, when I manage to see what is the teaching for me and what is the skill that I will develop, you know, with this new. I wish, of course, everything has been like I believe in the beginning, all good and everybody is living, you know, in the, in the, in the paradise that I believe we all belong and that we all can create, you know, but it hasn't been like that. But it, it's been very beautiful. And I'm very grateful for everything. Mm, that's such a wonderful perspective. Nesha, would you say that um, being young, coming into the plant medicine space, where, you know, lots of people have been in it for a long time, as a young woman coming in and learning, so you see this as your learning process, which is amazing. Um, and also, would you say the the role of the medicine that you work with, specifically ayahuasca, I believe, right? I don't know if you have been working with different medicines, but I know that specifically I met you through ayahuasca. And, um, would you say that um, the medicine has also helped you, helped you uh, almost in this process of continually keeping your integrity, continually keeping the lightness and also... Um, taking you through a process where you now understand that was the journey. That was part of my journey of being, you know, in, in the plant medicine space. And um, just like life, you said, this could happen in an office. This could happen in, a, in, in relationships. This could happen anywhere in the world, right? So I like that you saying all of these experiences starting out really young was just part of the process. And um, would you say, that level of integrity was kept intact because the medicine was always on your side and ally because you developed a very respectful relationship with the medicine, which I want to come into a bit more of, of, of that conversation slowly. But would you say that the medicine had a role as well, keeping that integrity intact for you? The, I will say the medicine has given me the free will, you know, and like has put the knowledge on the table that I can choose. You know, she has never told me, like, you need to be good or you need to be bad. It has always shown me, for example, you know, when I was going just lately through a situation where uh, my personal being, like me as a human, but not as a spiritual guy on this, but as a human, I was feeling affected. And my first reaction was, you know, to protect myself and to just sh shut down and close and cut a relationship, you know. But and the medicine told me just it's, it's important to forgive always. He didn't tell me you need to forgive the person, but he spoke to me about forgiveness. So it is, you know, uh, giving me the, the, like the teaching of something. So then I can choose, you know, if, if my heart has understood, then I will be able to take the base, you know, the base of choices. It's been many times in this road um, that, of course, I know, you know, an angel, and I have many times uh, facing situations where, my integrity has been, you know, put in, in test. Now, most of the times I will say I have succeeded, but not always, you know, and I think those um, things, you know, that brought me out of my heart or my integrity also were very big, um, important lessons that I had to, to take, you know, in order to understand really what is integrity and the importance of having integrity in your life, you know, because that is what integrity, you know, it, what it keeps you together, one integral that nothing can, you know, enter. So this being, you know, of course, by doing a lot of mistakes too, you know, in many levels that I have to go through. But yes, the medicine is being really like a very loving mother and teacher where 
I had never feel pushed by anything, you know, not to do any transformation, but where just I was giving information where I can truly choose, uh, freely choose, you know, what to do after. Mm. Well, this is very powerful because it brings us to conversation of the integrity is something that you cultivate within yourself. The medicine doesn't give you because as we know, there are lots of people out there using medicine for their bad intentions, right? Or obviously unconsciously, unconsciously, maybe intentionally because you have stories about, I remember, I never forget when you said, the biggest mistake the Western people have is just like in this, you know, in South America, everyone's in Zen and love and light and everyone's using medicine, drinking medicine. And they're so love and light. You said far from it. They use it deliberately to hurt each other sometimes. Right. Yeah. Unfortunately, unfortunately, yes, because, you know, everything comes to, can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Um, Everything comes to our own person, you know, to a personal choice. Like I always been questioning this here, here in Peru, especially uh, because here, you know, like the teachers, even the indigenous teachers, they have the, I will say the good luck, or I don't know the blessing, the blessing is the blessing to have access to this medicine from such as young ages. And also most of them, you know, come from lineages. Uh, but you know there is a very big lack of integrity now in 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 this work, you know, in the ayahuasca world, and I think that's why one of the reasons that is also the medicine reaching out to look into more different kind of energies and consciousness, because here is also being a big lack of other things, you know, in in life like uh, education and uh, material, you know, the material part like the money that is very present now in our lives that also has corrupted a lot of the teachers here, you know. So nowadays you don't find shamans that are motivated for a calling or for a mission or because they want to help people, but more for, you know, having a name. I want to be a shaman, you know, because it's now trendy, it's popular um, for the power and also for the money, you know. Yeah. So you would say then, would you say comfortably that um, it's the person, it's the facilitator, with the integrity that changes the direction of this medicine work for the participants. Like I always, I always believe that facilitator is the key person in, in any, any healing circles. Yes. Medicine is powerful, but medicine is just the revealing uh, teacher, you know, like you said, uh, reveals you and that's it. There is, uh, there is not much, you know, if someone is not, um, willing or take responsibility or they don't have the the uh you know skill to cultivate integrity for whatever reason is compromised then the medicine cannot help in that case uh so so the and now you said that uh because of the corruption and the money being paid for you know these services so i'm hearing from what you're saying that the mainstream the plant medicines are becoming mainstream is not really helping. So what are your observations? I'm sure you've got a lot to say because you've seen it from, from a decade long of process here. I think it's very important to spread more, you know, uh, knowledge and information about, um, you know, ethics and integrity and morals in this, uh, in this, in our work too. Like, you know, many times in many professions, I think like you, you hear about the, and medical ethics and like the lawyer also we have our own ethics and, and so on so i think we are in the times where we need to, to stand up together and to start to create a little bit more solid foundations you know that can direct this group of people because the shamanic uh, community for example of ayahuasqueros here in peru is is everywhere you know there is not a structure there is not um um something that is guiding us, you know, that is telling us like, hey, shaman, like, what are we doing? You know, it's nobody like coming out and say like, what are we doing? You know, what, where is our motive? What is our vision? What is our vision, you know, as a shamans, what we are standing for. And now you and me are seeing, you know, and the people more and more cases of, you know, persecution happening, you know, in different countries like Spain now, it's being a lot of, 
police coming into ceremonies. In the UK also, I saw a case, you know, of a reported in getting infiltrated in a ceremony in Sweden too, this has happened. And I think this is going to continue happening until we don't really become serious of the work that we are doing, you know, because it's like the same community is causing these problems to happen to the community. Because I always believe nobody is persecuting us, but we are paying the, the consequences of, of our own, you know, acts sometimes. Sometimes, of course, there are bad people, like, you know, my case, that they just want to stop your work, but even when they try their hardest, they cannot, you know? Um, but there are other cases where, yes, there are facilitators that they are not really respecting the medicine, where they are just doing, you know, for um, having, a, you know, a hobby or good intentions, not preparing really, you know, not being careful with what they are giving and who they are giving to, because the medicine is not for everybody too. And this is something that we also need to be very conscious and very aware because that is how the mistakes comes. And when we start to call attention of authorities, and I believe the future is to create a bridge between, you know, governments, the medical system and, and the spiritual part, you know, because we are all together building this beautiful world for all of us. Yeah. Yeah. Well said, Nisha. So I like that you're observing um, the harm is done by the community themselves. There is a um, jealousy, there is a envy, there is a competition, there is a so these are the the, the shadow part of uh, of uh, of the medicine space that you know I, I try to bring as much as I can. So the education part is the key here. And I also want to highlight again, you said who is watching us? Who's watching the facilitators? Who's watching and, and regulating and keeping them accountable for their actions, for their motivations? And, and what is the common ground? There isn't. Everyone is in it for themselves. And they mm -hmm. just want a name for themselves. There is this incredible, insidious uh, competition is happening. Scarcity is very, very big right now between the... Um, companies, organizations, individual facilitators, shamans. So I'm glad you're speaking to that. And so how can we bring more of this awareness and education to the world? What can we do in your, in your uh, observation? I think, um, you know, starting to establish co uh, conferences, for example, more speeches about and where shamans can start to, to become together. I'm working now here in Peru in opening an organization. You know, I spoke with you about the medicine woman. And one of our um, things, I don't know the word in English now, uh, or ob ob objects, you know, that we want to do is uh, to bring this kind of awareness, you know, and to reach as many healers as we can so we can come together as one voice. Because before, and I think in many other traditions, like I think Native American and perhaps, you know, Mongolia, there are uh, elders, you know, there is a group of people that is like a consi council. Yeah, council, uh, yes, yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And also in the old times, you know, you hear a lot in the books, you read that these uh, consuls that uh, were in charge, you know, of regulating this. So I think it's time that we really stand together and that we can start putting uh, protection, putting, you know, um, Boundaries also in a basement. If we want to continue to this medicine, to our world to be taken serious, because that's another thing why shamans and a spiritual uh, world is not really taken serious, because everybody is everywhere. You know, nobody is in their hearts. Nobody is coming coming together. Most people is scared to come together because uh, of competition, uh, fear, of course, of being betrayed, of you know, of all the negative things. But the thing is that the light unites. You know, the light unites and we need to keep trusting in our heart that we are in the right times. We are, we are in, the, in the moments that we were all waiting and we just need to step, you know, forward and to start doing this, this movement. I personally inviting, you know, every, everybody that is standing for the same, for the unity, for the development of the consciousness and the spirituality and also that are working for the mission of establishing the, the heaven here on earth that is the plan now for all of us.
to really to come up together, you know, because this is the moments that really we were all waiting for. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, it's a good shout out to everyone listening to support, find and support the genuine organizations that are really genuinely and uh, ethically in, in this uh, creating organizations with integrity. And also, it's almost like, you know, in psychotherapy, for example, you have code of ethics, right? You have code of uh, ways that you will conduct uh, such such service or um, uh, help uh, offer your services in that way. There is always a framework that you need to have to navigate the space. So you're saying that we need to at least come up with some solutions that we can all come together and create some of these um you know objectives to navigate the space in the most uh, highest uh, good for all of us right so um, and i'm i'm guessing when there is a need for something that means there are things that are happening that are really really bad right now so what are the things that you would like to share on that sense you know well right now not right now right now but we have been going through many years of you know transformation and waking in waking it up you know like the covid was i think one of one one of the big ones that happened to our times yeah. and that had a purpose of course you know more more than the um, conspiracy theories that can tell you know that it was an agenda behind and whatever you know yes or no it doesn't matter you know the purpose uh the bigger purpose the higher purpose uh, that played that was to wake us up into remember what is important in life you know and we are coming back again to these points of you know what is really important in, in a human life you know shelter food community you know, like being together with somebody because being alone is not our nature, really. You know, only when we need to do reflection, yes. <laughs> but the mo- most of the time when we are in a harmonious space, we want to share. This is the natural thing, you know, for a human to want to share and to grow together. So now in, we are in this time where the energies are um, helping those that are understanding all these big um, crashings that are happening and that will keep on growing. You know, now you have the the bank that collapsed in, collapsed in Silicon Valley in the States. And this is only going to be the beginning of uh, us, you know, like witnessing a lot of uh, events in the big, big countries, you know, in the big, big cities. These are the places that are going to be the most affected, you know, because these are the like the nest of unconsciousness and materialism and lack of spirituality with all the, you know, like. A, a big bunch of negative energies are are uh, living there and eating, you know, from 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 many people, and bringing a lot of damage also into the world. So these are the the first places that are going to be um, clean clean up, and the the cleaning, unfortunately, you know, it comes uh, with with letting go, with transforming, with destroying many things. You know, so a lot of natural catastrophes are also going to happen. Like here in Peru right now, it's happening a lot in the coast, in the big cities. They're getting affected by the big rains. And the thing is that for many, many years, we have been worn up about this stuff. Like here in Peru, for example, you know, and nobody has been prepared. It's like, it doesn't matter how many events has been happening already, like even the corona, the most people have the tendency to go back to the comfort and to continue sleeping and to continue the normal life, you know. But that's why all this, uh, like, uh, punch <laughs> will continue coming until we we want to let go of all this material life and the illusion, especially, you know, the illusion that we have created of separation, of, you know, selfiness, of ego and all these uh, things that are keeping us apart from building you know, the world that we deserve, there is enough for everybody in this planet. You know, we are in a time that where it shouldn't be sexual abuse, where it shouldn't be, you know, sexual predators to children, where it shouldn't be starvation. We have everything, even intellectually, you know, most people have access to education. We have access to all kinds of psychedelics now, you know, it's legalizing more and more. And where is the change? You know, where is manifesting this in the world? 
And these big cows are here for us now to take that action. You know, so my, I am very grateful to you, Susan, that we can speak today because for a while I, I have been uh, wanted to reach out to say to the people that is already, you know, awake and aware and are living in big cities that it's time to start making plans, you know, to moving out, to, to uh, come together, you know, with other people, to start buying lands outside, to start to become self-sustainable. Yeah. Because it's going to come, unfortunately, a time. I hope no, and I pray for that this not, but if this is the way that uh, we have choose, you know, as a collective, that most people have choose, then we just, you know, need to prepare for this. This is also one other reason why I'm back in Peru, uh, because here everything grows, you know, you throw a seed and it grows. <laughs> so the, the, the big cities, how they get affected when big crisis comes, you know, lack of money, uh, inflation, prices going up, people cannot afford to buy products anymore. So food, you know, and then is the other, the other things that will come with that, you know, there's the social, um, like cows, you know, protests and all what that brings you know, with it. So we need to be prepared, um, especially if we can, you know, uh, start taking the steps to be self-sustainable. This is the best that we can do because like I say, in the end of the day, we just need shelter and food and, you know, good company and mm -hmm. nothing else. The rest is luxury. The rest that we have is really luxury. Yeah. So I'm hearing from you, uh, um, you know, a call to uh, becoming more conscious of our actions our excessive consumerism, how we live, how how we make choices. Um, I've always thought about the transformation process as a growing up process. Like it's that it's a non-negotiable. Like you know, some people might you know we might see pushbacks from some people who are not really interested in spirituality, not really interested mm. in anything like that in in psychedelic medicines for that matter, and that's okay because it is. You know, um, not everybody must take such path, but ultimately, you know, what we're dealing with, the pushback to growing up, it's like these events are, chain events are happening to push us to finally, you know, become adults because it's been like um, the way I see it, even like when I observe a um, psychedelic medicine space, all I see is just grown ups turning into these little toddlers running around in carnage. You know, it's like, the, the pushback of uh, the stuckness in their infantile consciousness. And I think it's time to live that or at least break through that, break break into the more grown-up, mature adult and um, become part of the solution, not the problem anymore. And I think the, yeah. the consumerism mindset, the Western model is struggling so much right now, uh, with psych especially like uh, integrating psychedelic medicines. It's very hard when the medicine reveals some of the um, key components that you need to bring to your life. And one of them may be you stop buying stuff, you stop consuming, um, start living a minimalist life, like you said, bare minimums, you know, shelter, food and community for now, at least. Um, it's something that um, a lot of people are going to push back, Nisha. Uh, and uh, as you said, maybe that um, sometimes the crisis is inevitable to to for yeah. us to, to to shake us out of this this whole system. But what? So in that case, uh, what are you, obviously um, we have the luxury to sit down here and talk about these bigger questions and bigger you know concepts. But what about those people who do, who run households, two jobs? They have no break in between to um, think about any of this, they're on like a hamster wheel. So Yes, that's why we are in the uh, times, you know. Yeah. So what would be like your insight? What does it mean for us or for those are have the space and the courage to think about these issues and what can we do to bring, you know, awareness? Is that is the time of action? So... You know, is some people, of course, cannot move out of their countries, you know, but can try to get out a little bit of the big cities. And normally outside of the big cities, the life is cheaper, is healthier, 
and you know starting to gr to grow your own food at home you know uh, to a certain degree um people that is used to eat a lot of meat also is going to suffer when the su supplies you know start to to miss i hope this is not going to happen but i was giving a very big warning uh, last year about uh, europe you know or europe being one of the spots also that are going to uh, suffer a big uh, awakening again you know mm -hmm. uh, because from there it came uh, everything that has also shifted the world the way that it is right now you know like uh, how is america now and all the the latin american countries i mean like uk for example you know it's being in asia yeah, you know australia so it's, it has impact a lot europe in the world so now it's like uh, all this energy is coming back to bring us back to the to the spiritual to balance that that part and you know i don't want to talk about other things uh, i really pray not you know for any war to to begin um but if this is what we will need for taking the actions that we haven't been taking um, unfortunately this is what it looks like you know the the future for the world you know another world coming and we need to be very prepared you know in in terms of uh, of course again resources and yes the people like you say you know like ones that are in the system are the ones that are going to suffer the most that's why the messages are coming everywhere so we can start preparing it's like the time to let go really of the illusion yeah you know and like like i say everything else is luxury if you can grow your food you don't need uh, for the moment when you begin, you need a salary, you need some money to put, you know. But then after that, when it's, if that is what is self-sustainable. You don't need the income anymore. You are sustainable, you are producing your own food. And in the end of the day, you know, when there is not money and there is not food, you know, it, it doesn't matter. Or there is not food, but there is money. It doesn't matter if you have the money, you yeah. know. But you, we need to start creating, basically, that security, you know, for us. And little by little to sound like a lot of people has properties, you know, they can be maybe rented out and that money invested or sold out and invested into start building, you know. Uh, I let go everything now also to begin, uh, you know, a new life and also to prepare to be self-sustainable, you know, here because it's going to, like I say, it's going to affect everywhere. You know, it's not just like in Europe, you know, yeah. it's going to be everywhere. This big change, more or, more or less, of course, you know, because of the seasons, it will be more harder than Europe. Um, but still, you know, like here, even even uh, in Peru, you know, if if people yeah, is living in the paradise and things can grow, but if you're not growing your food, you still need money. Yeah. You know, but if you have the possibilities now, it's like uh, we we need to we need to begin. And the other thing that is very important for people to know, because this has been something. I don't know, maybe, you know, I will be taking like crazy, but I don't care. <laughs> but it, it was a message that I was giving also, that a lot of uh, people from other planets, what we call extraterrestrial beings, are also going to be showing up more and more. They have already started in many countries. You know, they are just not in the media, but it will come a point when it's going to be a massive revelation. I have been dreaming for the last year until this year, and the same dream over and over again, where I was here in my city, and it was this big, suddenly, you know, and like um, UFOs coming and like basically uh, taking over all the sky. And there was like a, a war going on, you know, and some people were taken. And I was not able really to understand what was going on, you know. So in in the last dream that I had, I was like a little bit like, what is this? Because it's the same and the same. So I pray uh, for the next uh, day to have more information to see if it's a message. So I pray I, and I and I ask, like, I want to know more about these rings. What is these rings about, you know, to the, to the divine and to be giving more information if this is a message. And I have the same dream again, you know, when I, again the machines are coming. But this time one machine is uh, stopped on my, over my house. And then I was in the living room, and the living room was full with all these beings that they all uh, looked like us, but a bit different. They were taller, 
and they were white but a little bit more uh, like pale and with big little bit bigger eyes but they were communicating telepathically with me and the only thing they told me when they appeared because I was going to freak out you know <laughs> in my dream it was like we are here to tell the truth to share the truth you know and then I woke up wow so there is going to be a very big uh, revelation for our transformation but at the same time when these things happens it's also going to be you know manipulation you know mm -hmm. it's going to be also fear trying to be put on us that we don't trust and the only thing we can trust is our hearts that's why all this all this healing work that we have been doing also you know individually that we can come back to our hearts and that we can let this compass that we have to guide us in these times of, you know, that are going to be maybe a little bit more confused, confusing. Those that are awake, they will know also the difference, you know, where, where to be, uh, where, where to listen, you know. So turn off your TV, don't believe anything that <laughs> comes there. You know, listen to your heart, listen to, to your intuition. And now, right now, what the things that are looking that can be bad, you know, all this... Like here in Peru, you, you hear about the uh, social revolution for the president. They were making very big news outside, but here it was, you know, not like that. It only was few cities affected, but many people got afraid and didn't come to Peru. Like the jungle was free, really, you know, nothing really happened where I am. You know, it was like another reality for me, you know. Yeah. Uh, even when I'm in the same country. So we, we all just choose to live in the reality that we want to to believe, you know, like I was very lucky we spoke about, I was in Sweden during the Corona and in, the, and in there, the reality was totally different, you know, because we didn't have all these restrictions. Yes. For example, you know, so the people that created that reality, even in the middle of the chaos, we can still create our own reality. This is what is the call about being self-sustainable, that this is the movement to create our own reality, the life that we want to, you know, free, that we don't depend on any, any job, any you know, uh, monetary, you know, system, but that at the moment as we are leaving this system, that it will be rebuilt, uh, that we can um, start, you know, planting seeds for the freedom that we need, you know, so it will help us, yes, this this transition. But these were, you know, the big topics. Uh, so I don't have like more details. I only know that I have been hearing here and there the same the same information and I just want to reinforce this not with fear not with no not to worry but just with awareness and like if you have been waiting for the sign of when you're going to change your life when you're going to take the step out of the system this is the this is the you know the the invitation that if you can don't hesitate try to do this is the time that we were waiting for to be independent you know In those cars we are not all truly independent but you know what I mean. Yes, I do. And it's powerful and it's wonderful, very insightful and very practical as well. From a psychotherapeutic approach, I, I hear you as it is a time of calling to grow up, clean up your house, make the right decisions, be a good human, connect with your body, connect with your intuition, connect with uh, your people around you, prioritize your relationships, invest in them, create communities, and, you know, just plant the seeds from now to create your reality. Like you said, Sweden not Sweden being a country not living the COVID like the rest of the world, for example, is an, it's an example. And what you said, you can still choose a new reality in the chaos and the crisis. So that, that tells me that we all have the power and the responsibility that comes with that power. Of course, responsibility and the courage that we can do this. We can all start making those decisions now for a greater, greater, uh, better reality for future. Yeah. Yes, now it's like we were all wanting, you know, I think more, even the people that have been uh, not into spiritual paths or awake, I think we all have this subconscious unconscious desire of you know something is not right here you know something is wrong and right. now we are giving the opportunity to create that what we believe is right you know yeah and that's wonderful that's an opportunity and excitement is not fear 
It's not fear. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yes, Just this know is it. how it needs yeah. to be seen. Exactly. You don't have to be a shaman or a spiritual person or a religious person or anything. As a human being, you come with these innate feelings and understanding of when something is off, you have you you can tell, right? You have a navigation yeah. system inside of you. Yeah, yeah, our intuition, you know, our yeah, our intuition. And now and now more than ever, I think it's activated for all of us, you know. We are more intuitive than we have been before. You know, our chakras, I think our DNA has shifted also to yeah. To give us back these abilities that we had from before too. Yeah. So it's it's almost like journey to autonomy, journey to more like being self-agent, self-empowered. Um, it's a little bit like, um, you know, do you know, one of the things that Western model, like I always talk about is the, the, the key component here is the consumerism. I think once we get a hold of, or, or at least have some level of control of our own consumerism, mindset um then we will stop outsourcing everything and then waiting the outside to give us the signals the signs what to tell us what to feel what to think what to do right um i think consumerism mindset is for me like the biggest detriment to humanity in the west anyway um and it just um it kind of takes away our own um, ability, like building that, that cultivating our ability to, to learn to trust our gut feeling and, and navigate, you know, and keep cultivating that navigation system internally in making decisions with our lives, right? Um, if we are, imagine if we're continually watching TV and expecting the answers from TV, for example, and then always buying stuff, always buying stuff. You know, um, I heard that, I don't know, it's still probably happening. There's crazy things are happening, Nisha. Like people are digging the digging um, underground and hiding cans of food. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> right? Things like that, right? Um, but if you can just like, but what you're saying is, no, you don't need to do that. You can just do some practical actions and then start planting the seed for your future reality now. Yeah. Yeah, but because what happened when the cans finish, you know, you need to have the 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 plant beans, right? To keep to keep giving to you. It's good to start, of course, but also you know, in like we are all consumers more or less. Like you know, shamans we are consumers of plants and the spirits and this. But it's very important to know what are we consuming, you know? What are we consuming and for what? What is the purpose, you know? Of 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 consuming what we are consuming i think these two things are very important to to have you know in mind like why do i do do i need this you know what is good yeah. for me for my body for my mind for my evolution you know for all just for my ego yeah that's a good distinction <laughs> that's brilliant mm. okay great so as we're coming towards the end of our conversation which we will probably have you back very soon nasha since you have more time in your hands um, to check in with you and the insights that you could share with, with, with us. Um, what would you say uh, to our listeners? Um, I know you already shared so many practical practical stuff that could be implemented today, for example. But um, on a bigger perspective, is there anything else you would like to say? Yeah, we are in the times we were waiting for. That now is not like, you know, the color, the size and the shape that we expected. <laughs> you know, like when you fall in love, you fall in love. You is like you know, but this was not the nose that I wanted, or you know, you know. Sometimes even the gender. No, love is love. Change is change. The change is here, and we are all uh, capable to adapt to the change. The messages are coming, you know, to us. If you are one of the person that has the opportunity to listen, this message is also for you to start making plans, to start taking actions to the life that you have been always dreaming for. You know that this is the big opportunity to don't be a slave of, you know, at eight hours, you know, job, uh, small salary, and where you will have the opportunity. Imagine you taking care of your life, where you grow your food, where you have your shelter, where, you know, you don't have to pay electricity, you have solar panels, and where you have a lot of free time just to develop yourself, to enjoy your family, you know, which is a very big problem in our society that we don't have time to spend with our loved ones, with our families, with our children. And this is also the consequence what we are living, you know, the lack 
of uh, being together and and all of us healing our inner child also because of it you know so what is the future is uh, we are planting the seeds we are not going to enjoy the the whole paradise but we are the beginners you know and this is why it's so important times and we are being very appreciated in the other realms of the universe and you know for being brave for being in these times for being in this um, transformation times that are not the best for many people you know that are going to have maybe their homes their countries their lives destroyed for the biggest purpose but we need to have faith we need to have faith that everything is for the for the best and don't buy into the fear listening into your hearts go back into your hearts and ask yourself what is important you know and see what is the illusion and what is the illusion that you have choose to create for your life and what do you want to create now yeah yeah and that's very powerful um one thing i wanted to say on that is um about what you said uh, this is the times that you've been waiting for i think that statement takes away the victimness the victimhood it takes away uh the you know like oh no we you know why did i born in this time no it takes away that whole thing completely like cuts to the truth of the core of it like no you chose to be here in this time for whatever reason take it and grab it with both hands and make that change this is the time you've been waiting for i like that a lot thanks for uh, highlighting that as well nature oh thank you susan for the opportunity again to be here to share and happy to you know have more moments to share of course would love you to and and uh, one last thing what are your projects what are you working on your offers what can uh, our listeners you know um you know where can they go to find out and learn more about whatever is coming in your way and creating for example what are you creating right now well now i'm in peru i'm here uh, well waiting a baby it's coming this may congratulations and thank you so much <laughs> and uh you know also this is something like i want to share you know i was waiting for a also big change in my life and like you know how it came is through the pregnancy again you know i was not expecting it like this but it's like you wanted the change and now the change is here and yeah like i say you know things doesn't come the way we expected but how we need it and this is you know bringing me again you know to ask all these questions and i'm here building a community uh, building first you know there's the the structure like you know the plans and everything before i will reach out to people and uh, to begin with this community so i have six seven hectares here in the mountains in peru where we are starting this uh, community and also um well it's not a it's not a healing center because it will it will be yes of course one part of it but it's uh, a, a place for growing you know for doing uh, a lot of also activities to continue expanding in consciousness and it's taking shape now and we continue doing our retreats around the world so if people want to reach out you can uh, send an email to info at taitainti.com and or you can check also in my webpage taitainti.com and there you can send an email straight to us and i have you know some good shamans that are you know with many years of experience for those that ones <laughs> that, that are good you know real shamans that are uh, going out and doing the work and and like the team that many of the people that know me you know that has been enjoying like yurito they are going to to be there for some months before the changes start to happen <laughs> again mm-hmm. Amazing. Thank you so much. We'll have all the links in the show notes uh, in the comments as well and um and we'll link your earlier conversations in the show notes as well. Nesha, thank you so much for your time, for your work, for your devotion. So lovely to have you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Susan. Thank you so much everybody for joining us. If you enjoyed this conversation, leave a comment, share your experiences and some feedback. We'll appreciate that. Don't be shy and I'll see you guys on the next one. Thank you. Bye for now.
Thank you so much for joining us. Psychedelic Conversations podcast is designed to educate, inform and expand awareness. For more information, please head over to psychedelicconversations.com. You can also share with your friends or leave a review so that we can reach more people. You can also join us in our private Facebook group to keep the conversation going. This show is for information purposes only and it is not intended to provide mental health or medical advice. Thanks for listening.